This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. So today we have an interview with Mira Bogle from Mira's Made from Scratch. This is a really fantastic and interesting interview. Um, So Mira helps people to understand how food can nourish their bodies and mind to support optimal health using a holistic approach which includes balance. So Mira offers all kinds of products and services which in my mind anyway work really seamlessly together. When I was preparing this interview I went over to look at Mira's website and I was just blown away by everything that she has and offers. Um, So as well as free recipes people to download, she also sells her own food products which she makes from scratch. We talk about that quite a bit in the interview. I haven't actually had anyone on who makes food products before so I was really keen to find out about any legislation and compliance issues around that. Um, And we also talked about the services that Mira offers, so her membership and some programs that she runs and how her products and services, in my mind anyway, work together really seamlessly. So I think you're going to get a lot out of this. Um, It's a really interesting chat and I really hope that it just gives those of you who perhaps offer services some inspiration around products that might complement what you do and vice versa. If you're selling products now, um, are there any services you can offer that help people to get more out of your products? Um, I think this is definitely an episode that will make you think. So having said all of that, I would now love to introduce you to Mira. So hi Mira, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me, Vicky. You're so welcome. So let's start by you giving an introduction to yourself, your business and your products, please. Okay, so my name is Mira Bogle and my business is called Mira's Made From Scratch. Um, It is a uh, business which pretty much operates online and virtually. So we have a, um, a website where we sell our products, which are all gluten, dairy and refined sugar free. And we also have a range of teas that we hand blend ourselves. And everything is, as it says, made from scratch. Um, uh, and we make them actually at home at the moment. That's where our kitchen is and that's where our office is as well. Thank you so much. Um, So let's start at the beginning, if that's okay, and talk about how and why you started up the business and when as well, perhaps. (laughs) Um, Okay, so why did I start the business? Well, it it actually started off as a kind of 
passion project as something that I was doing for myself, for my own well-being. I was making my own herbal infusions and different blends and different foods that I was eating myself. And actually, I had friends who were saying, oh, that looks nice. Can I try that? Or I'm, I've got aching joints and I'd say oh try some of my turmeric blend or you know I want something that's refined sugar free and I'd say oh try one of these you know biscuits um, and that's really how it started um, and then it just became more and more popular and I realized that there was a uh, a market a, a really niche market because we really are very niche um, where we have gluten free refined sugar free dairy free and some vegan products but none of them use um uh, substitute we use whole grains and whole foods we don't use any kind of substitutes that mimic uh, another product um, so for example we wouldn't use margarine or a vegan margarine we would only use either coconut oil or um, or avocado oil or olive oil so that's kind of a, a comparison um, so that's really where the business kind of stemmed from and it's just grew um, through people wanting more and more and um yeah, we went through a bit of a rough patch with the pandemic and it did sort of change shape a little bit during the pandemic. So we we really did. Initially, we were a lot more in markets and looking to go into retail, but we um, actually physical shops. But we ended up really focusing online and creating our website uh, and our shop, really. That's that's kind of the big focus. OK, thank you so much. And I've obviously had a really good look through your website. And I mentioned before we spoke, there's just so much on there in terms of your recipes. And I know you have a membership as well. So should we just talk a little bit about um, how all the elements of your business, you know, the different elements of your business, perhaps how and when they started and how they work together? Because I think that'll give us a good basis, if that's OK. Mm, yeah, sure. Um, I think that the thing to, with me is that... Um, I've grown organically. So I've literally been, um, I've sort of tried to really get a lot of feedback from my customers and my clients and really look at what their needs are. And through those needs, we've then evolved and developed. So um, the range that we now have in our shop has really grown because of the demands of my clients and my customers. Um, the services that we offer have actually stemmed from, again, the needs of my clients. So if we take, for example, uh, my menopause program, um, which I created again because I'd gone through something myself, I'd gone through it myself, and then I had a whole heap of people coming to me and saying, you know, can you help me with lifestyle choices and changes? We then created the program, but actually realised that in order for if people really wanted to make those changes that I had made, then they needed to eat the food that I was eating. So it then then the products came into the service um, and that's how we offer it as a whole package. And that's kind of really where the services and the food, the actual products come into play. And, and, and really that from then on, you then build a loyal customer base, base who then come back to you again and again because they've enjoyed those foods. They can see the difference that it makes to them um and they uh, you know and then they stay with you yeah that totally makes sense and obviously they've got to really know and trust you as well it sounds like if they're coming to you and saying I have this specific problem and you know how could I change my diet to help that so that's fantastic as well that you've built up that relationship and is there anything other than listening which it sounds like you've done a great job of, is there anything other than listening to your customers you feel you've done in order to build that because that's quite a thing that you have that they're actually talking to you and saying Mira I have this problem Mira can you help with this um I'm sure there are lots of people listening thinking I wish my customers told me exactly what they wanted yeah. so was there anything in particular you think you did 
Well, I do a lot of free webinars. I do a lot of free content. Um, you know, I will host a webinar on sugar, for example, so that there's education out there. So I think education is key. So if you can educate people into why you're doing what you're doing, but more so just giving them understanding of, you know, what might work for them and what might not. So giving them factual information, that's the first thing. From that, it then links into, uh, for me, it links into my product. So why do I not use certain fats? And I would do a webinar on, you know, fats and that kind of thing. And then I would do another webinar maybe on, on sugar and just explain what sugar is and all the rest of it. And then that links into my products and why I've created these products in particular. Um, I think giving free content is really, really, really important. I think I think a lot of business owners think, well, if I give free content, it means people just won't come back. Actually, it's quite the contrary. If you give free content, people will keep coming back. And eventually there are some who will never take a bite and never, never come to you for your products. But there are some who will then. And once you've got them, they then become these very loyal customers um, that stay with you. Thank you for that. And I think also it's a great way of sort of demonstrating your expertise as well and helping people to establish trust in you, because especially when it's something people are actually eating, I guess they have people like to know where it's come from, how it's made, what it contains. That's all really, I guess, for your customers, that's something that's really important. So I guess that really helps there as well. And speaking about your expertise, let's talk a little bit before we move on about um, food and well-being and, and the link between the two, because I think that would also be really good to cover yeah thank you the well food and well-being I mean they are just interlinked aren't they I mean they're just totally totally interlinked food the food we eat is information for every single cell in our body okay it's information for the new cells that we're producing as well so if we think about what we're eating actually having an impact on every single cell that is produced and how our cells behave as well it's actually huge. It's totally huge. And yes, there are different factors as well. So, you know, you've got to remember there are factors such as kind of lifestyle choices, moving, exercising, sleeping well, um, reducing stress. So all of those are completely working in, in hand in hand with, with food. But if the food we're eating isn't being absorbed well enough, um, isn't being assimilated well enough, you know, um, it's simple thing like chewing. If we're not chewing our food well enough, we're sort of swallowing it. We're, we're reducing the first stage of that chemical breakdown of food. So food is a vital, vital link in our mental and physical well-being. And the reason, as I said, is that is because food is that information. So, you know, when you're looking at a plate of food, and I was saying this to somebody the other day, it's really, for me, I've now got to that point where I'm looking at, and don't, you know, don't get me wrong, I have an odd thing here or there, but I literally look at a plate of food and I'll think, right, okay, there's zinc, there's potassium, there's magnesium, got some proteins there I've got complex carbohydrates and you know for me it's now become something that's very normal way of looking at food because uh you know I, I I know my body needs that fuel um at that point in time so there is a you know if there is one thing that you can start to do in my eyes is to reduce the amount of processed foods that you have and just start to increase the number of vegetables plants um, you know, and and variety of foods that you have eating the rainbow. That is an absolute kind of really basic fundamental thing that you can just start to do straight away without any prior knowledge or expertise in anything. That's brilliant. Thank you. And what was it maybe that got you so interested in in food and how it can help us? I've had I've had a really interesting journey in terms of my body responding and letting me know that 
it's not happy with whatever it is I'm doing at the time at the point in time. So I've suffered with IBS many, many years. So I was in my, um, you know, I would say late teens. I probably had it way before then, but it was in my late teens, early twenties that I, um, it was my brother who's a, who's a doctor who sort of thought, no, you, yeah, you've definitely got IBS and it wasn't even heard of. I didn't even know what it was then. Um, but his remedy was to give me fiber and that's what they did at that time. You know, things didn't really, I mean, things didn't really improve, but I then, uh, you know, carried on and then I ended up getting migraines, really severe, severe debilitating migraines after my children were born. Again, you know, doctors were giving me lots of really heavy medication. And if I went to, I tried alternatives, but nothing really seemed to fix it. And then I ended up realizing now that in my early 40s, ended up going through um uh menopause so perimenopause and then menopause so it kind of at every stage my body has been telling me something's wrong and the only thing that I've learned that I have to resort back to is the food that I'm eating that's the thing that I can just about control but my journey has evolved from and I see many people go on the same journey that they go through right we're going to go free from so we'll go dairy free gluten free but they substitute foods that are harmful to their body with foods that are even more harmful to their body because they've got a list of ingredients that you know who knows where they come from and so I've kind of come full circle to and I'm still learning to where I am now where I realize that actually you need to eat food in the most simplistic form um, and you need to be as you know the simpler the food the wider the variety um, the easier it is for your body to digest so food for me um literally controls how I feel how I how much energy I have how well I sleep it has a, a significant impact on me um and that's really why food is is just totally my passion well thank you for explaining that and yeah that all makes total sense and I love how your products make it a bit easier for other people to eat like that as well because I think it's obviously well not obviously but it can be more effort I think sometimes to eat the right food even something as simple as chopping up a salad for your lunch I know it's, it's a really silly example but actually it's kind of it's a bit more effort not lots but it's a bit more effort than putting some bread in a toaster let's be honest um and that's, I know it's a really silly example but it's the only one I could think of because I've just cut up a salad for my lunch um but, <laughs> but, but you know what right. I mean I've, you're totally right because and also it's habit so you you you're totally right in that habitually we'll grab a slice of toast and think it's quicker and bung it in the toaster or whatever and have it with something or we'll open a tin of soup or we'll do something like that rather than as you said get that salad and, and chop it up and and have maybe you know some eggs or something with it if you if you eat uh, eggs uh, and literally but the, the the things that I really um when we do our programs and when I work with the clients I work with we do talk about preparation we do talk about a different mindset when you want to really invest in your food and yourself so it's a case of actually on a Sunday or whatever day it is that you have happen to have off because everybody works very differently nowadays um, or a few hours that you have off, you literally get all your salads and you chop them up and you have everything, bags of lettuce, bags of cucumber, bags of whatever, everything ready, uh, boil up a few eggs and you've got those ready so that actually when you do fancy that salad, it's, it's even easier. You just grab it. But with my products, some of the products we created and we've just had another list of list from our, our customers again to say, do you think you could create and they've given us another list? So things like the Thai green curry sauce and the satay sauce and the soups really, and quite a few of those kind of ready-made, quick and easy to go to things. 
we were really creative because our clients were saying exactly what you were saying. You know, Mira, I love this. I love everything that you do, but I, I don't have the time to make the soup the way you make it. So I was like, okay, but it's really quick. No, 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 but I just don't have the time. Can you make me the soup? And I'm like, okay. So, you know, we now do our soups and our soups only contain the ingredients that, that you can see that is in the soup. And there is there are no preservatives in them at all. So they have a very short shelf life. But our customers are, are willing to compromise on that freshness um, and, and to get rid of those preservatives. That's great. Thank you. And I, you, you're right. It is about convenience. I mean, I mentioned I've just chopped up a salad for my lunch. We were causing it midday. The reason mm-hmm. I chopped up a salad before we spoke is I know when I, when we finish recording, I'll be hungry. And if I don't have a salad cut up in the fridge, I am going to reach for a sandwich or something quicker. And it's just about, yeah, making it as easy as possible, isn't it, to make good decisions around food. Exactly, exactly. So let's talk a bit about, um, you mentioned at the outset you were making these foods for yourself and then you were sharing them with friends. At what point did it become, oh, okay, this could actually be a business? Was it sort of a conscious thing or did it evolve? That's such an interesting point, actually. Um, When we first started and we were, you know, when when I first started doing it, it, it got to a point where I suppose... My husband's have turned around to me and said, do you know how much money you're spending giving everybody these things for free? It's like, oh, no, got no idea. And he was like, this just is, you can't keep doing this. You're kind of feeding everybody else. And we've got a budget in our house. Um, And it literally was as simple as that. And I did have to then say to people, look, I'm so sorry, but I am going to. And and I'm not. It's really interesting. Whilst I, um, even with my, my other business, my nursery business, you know, I'm great at ideas and I'm great at kind of seeing how things are going to work and putting things into action and creating the money side of stuff and you know I know a lot of business owners can be like this can often be a little bit tricky for me I've got better as years have gone on um but kind of asking for money is, is is difficult but I did get to the point where I said you know I can't keep I'm so sorry I can't keep giving you this I I will need you to pay me even if it's just cost um and they were like no some of them were like oh okay well I'm not going to do it and some of them were like no this is great you know um and then it just kept kept going so the more and more we realized that people were interested we did have to take a risk um because you know we didn't have a, a huge client base of everybody wanting to buy from us so we did have to take a risk and say right okay we're either going to stop doing this or we're going to invest some money and you know into the website and really put some time and energy into this and make it into a proper business um which I suppose is the stage we're at and you know we're still growing and we're still wanting to go to that next stage um but that yeah it's it's very much a case of sort of growing organically definitely yeah that's really interesting thank you but as you say I guess at a certain point you did have to sort of put the website together and start looking a bit wider for customers so how did you go about that from selling to people that presumably knew you so friends and family and acquaintances to reaching a bigger audience can you because I I know it's hard sometimes to think back isn't it and think oh what did I do but can you think of anything particular that you did to kind of start attracting more people the first thing one of the first things I did was um well we looked at the website and really tried to focus on that website in terms of how because we did have a website before it's very clunky you know kind of just kind of and it was one of those websites where we were just adding bits on the whole time yeah. so you ended up you know it was like oh, this is now outgrown itself so we need to uh, you know and it literally was a, a huge jump at that point where we were just like oh, okay how much do we have to invest but 
um, you know, we, I needed to invest in that. So that was the first thing was investing in a website that looked like the products I sold and looked like we were professionals at what we did and we were experts at what we did. So that was that was the first thing I needed. And I wanted that because uh, for me, when you land, you know, your landing page where you cut what, what you see initially. And we all we all kind of, you know, buy with our eyes, don't we? It's sort of how glossy it looks and how nice it looks. So that was the first thing. And then really what I had to do, and I realized I had to do this, was I couldn't be, I can be lots of things. And in your own business, you do. You have to be everything. You know, I've literally been back to the nursery today to cover for the cooks. I've got two cooks. Both are off ill. Um, So the first time in about nine years, I'm actually in the kitchen cooking (laughs) for about 150 children. Um, But, you know, you do have to do everything. But you, you need to also learn to let go and give away expertise to different people and that is something that I'm always very keen on so I I took on board a um a PR person a person who helps me with PR and somebody who helps me with my socials as well so this is somebody who can produce stuff and generate things and really great ideas in minutes where it would take me hours to sit here on camera and do a little post or you know what what market what could how can we market this and what should we focus on this month and that kind of thing so we looked at facebook ads um we definitely looked at kind of promoting it on facebook we've now moved away slightly from that um, but learning more about our demographic learning more about our customers and clients learning more about where we could get them from all of that was so the analytical side of stuff was actually quite important and more important than uh i suppose i realized or um knew in the beginning but I knew we needed to do it you know I knew I it was a very different business to the nursery which is a building you know and children come in this was a virtual and you could be my customer could be anywhere in in the country so yeah that was definitely some of the things that I did to to sort of try and get a wider audience that sounds great thank you and it's yeah you're right it must be quite a leap of faith in fact well I know it is a leap of faith isn't it to go from you know I'm doing this as a hobby or I'm doing this as a I'm saying in quotes small business to actually okay this is going to be a real thing and I'm going to start seeking expertise and paying other people to help me that is a huge step to take <laughs> um so then let's talk a little bit about actual the sort of the practicalities because I'm, I'm always interested in this stuff and I know that everyone listening is is it is as well um I guess the first question I have is so obviously you mentioned you're making everything at home and in your kitchen so do you make to order or do you make up batches how do you manage it because I know you have your nursery business as well and you know all of the other things you're doing how do you physically make everything the 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 thing that we've realized so initially when we were just I mean we're still sort of small you know we're not big but initially when I was just making for one person or two people or five people it would be whenever Mira could you give me a you know 10 energy balls Mira could I have that Mira can you give me this tea and I would just yeah yeah that's fine it's fine but you get to a point where you realize hold on a minute I can't actually do so that means I'm stuck every day and I don't know what stock I've got and I don't know what's going you know so suddenly you realize actually this isn't going to work and that's where systems come into place and I'm definitely one for systems I love having um I love being systematic and logical um about the processes that we're using so we had to establish the fact that actually we needed because of the range of products we had we needed a cutoff point in the week where that was it from that point onwards you then started to make the products that were that had been ordered and then you had 
a system to get them delivered and out. Now, because our products aren't fresh, so, I mean, the biggest, biggest challenge for us is because our products aren't, um, sorry, they are fresh, they don't have preservatives and they, they can, they spoil very quickly and quite often they need refrigerating. It was our packaging cost and our delivery cost. That was where we stumbled quite a few times. Um, and have had to replace products for people and customers. And, and, and that's been really deflating because they receive their, their order and it's all upside down because the, the delivery people have just thrown it about all over the place. You know, it's just or it's gone off or it hasn't reached there until, you know, three days afterwards. So that was one of our biggest challenges. But in terms of actually cooking, producing and doing all the rest of it, we have a cutoff date on a Sunday now. We've established that that works for us. So Sunday evening, 1159 that's it. The last order is placed. Anything after that follows into the next week. And then we start our process of um, activating our nuts and seeds, getting our, our products actually ready. Um, so we don't, for example, we don't use almond flour, which just is brought in. We buy our organic almonds. We activate it, which requires 24 hours. We then dehydrate it, which requires another 12 to 15 hours. And then the almond is ready to use. So we have to sort of pre-think that. Um, and then we we produce, we, we cook, we have a whole system going. We then have um, deliveries going out in two different stages. So we have a local delivery, which just we have a, a chap, this lovely chap who works with us uh, and he delivers locally. So we package and we, we deliver locally. That's on a Thursday. And then on the Wednesday, we actually have the postal deliveries going out. Um, and we've found a company who now we've, it's been reliable. They've been able to get the products there the next day, which has been brilliant. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it works. And then we start again. So Thursday, once the orders have gone out, we start again with the kind of uh, anticipation of how many orders we may or may not get um, in a week. And it, it it's grows. It's, it's sort of been growing gradually. Thank you for explaining all that. I love how organised you are. I, I think, I, and I, I think it makes total sense to have a system. I can't see with like the range that you offer. Um, I can't see how you could operate actually without having a system in place. Yeah. And I'm glad you got your logistics issue sorted as well because I think sometimes it's easy to underestimate. I've had in the past with my own business logistical issues as well, and sometimes it's easy to underestimate the importance of just packing things in the right box, for example. Um, yeah, it's, it's what is these things that you don't think about it until you do it and it goes horribly wrong. Yeah, 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 and the cost, you know, and it's really and customers do get quite upset sometimes when we talk about the cost of that delivery and we do pass it on because we you know our margins in the food business are ridiculous there's there's, there's not you know very little if any um so we have to cut pass on the cost of delivery um and we do absorb the packaging cost to a certain degree but the delivery we we you know we will if it's outside of a local area we will pass that on and they're actually paying whatever it is that the company is charging us which sometimes can be absolutely you know ridiculous amount of money um but sadly that's because it's a fresh product and it needs to get there the next day you, you have to pay for that yeah and are there any other challenges I mean I say are there any I'm sure there are involved in selling food so for example I guess you must need food I'm guessing food hygiene certificates um so for anyone who's interested in making food products at home what are things that need to be considered yeah so really really important that you you get your food hygiene certificate for you and anybody else who's going to be working with you in the kitchen um, it's also once you do that, you'll see that actually they give you a lot of advice through there as well. But you need to also contact your um, local authority 
environmental health um, and they will arrange to visit your property as well so they'll arrange to visit your property and and um will go through kind of all the food safety standards that you should be meeting um, that you're required to meet in order to produce the business uh, to produce food and to sell it as well so that's kind of one aspect and then you do also your insurance make sure you've got your insurance in place as well um and also if you're thinking about selling at a market or selling you know selling outside of somewhere there's a difference between um packaged foods so if you're packing your foods at home and then selling them at the market there's a difference between that and if you're going to then and um and actually making fresh food at a market so you know if you were going to actually make some um soup right there and then or make a stir fry or something let's see you know you see all those stands that requires a, a slightly different uh, sort of insurance level and also um inspection and um, hygiene level food hygiene level as well so if you're thinking about just packaging producing and selling real basics are definitely get your food hygiene and then contact your local um um uh, council and, and and get them to come and inspect you and that and that applies to whether you have a food um business at home or somewhere where you've got a unit and you're operating out of that the 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 requirements are still very much the same thank you that's really useful it sounds like your local authority should actually be fairly helpful in terms of sort of explaining what you are required to do as well which I think might be reassuring because I'm sure there's lots of things but it sounds like you do get a bit of guidance there I think if you go to the food standards agency on 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 uh, online on the website, you'll get a lot of information on there. And councils, so officers and inspectors aren't generally supposed to kind of help you. Um, they're just there to inspect. Um, but you can speak to them and say, "I'm opening up a business. What do I need to do?" And they will direct you. But the food standards agency website is really helpful, um, and they've got a better food, um, safer food, better business. Uh, file or document which is again really really useful for any food business as well that's something that people will need to become familiar with perfect thank you and that was a great point you made about the insurance as well because I think that's something else that can obviously be overlooked but knowing the kind of insurances you need is obviously really important um I know for example if you're doing stalls I think you also need public liability insurance don't you in case somebody trips over your table so there's a lot to consider actually yeah, and and store and market holders, market um, organisers are usually very, very thorough about asking for these bits of information. Um, and during COVID times, you know, we had to have a whole COVID procedure that we would have to write up and and signs and things like that as well. So usually, if it's a good market, established market, um, they usually have guidance for you as well. Thank you. And you mentioned that markets were something you did sort of in the days pre-COVID is that something you're still doing now or thinking of going back to or is it just online at the moment uh we we actually now are focused online so we 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 did um we really actually mainly started doing markets during COVID and that was because uh you know nobody knew what was going on no one could kind of get to anywhere and it was all very very quiet so as soon as markets opened up we then started to do the markets and we found that because it was outdoors people were actually able to come out and you know, buy the foods that they needed. And because food was an essential item, we were okay. We were able to sell. Um, And that really kept us going a little bit, but it wasn't really fruitful. And the reason for that is because our products don't last. So I can't, you know, if I don't sell the biscuits, 
they go in the bin um, or I eat them, which I didn't want to do. Um, but um, so, you know, I, I, can't, I couldn't predict whether I would I would need five packets of biscuits or three packets of this or, or uh, what I would need. So I would go in, hit and miss and they go, oh, that did really well last week. I'll, I'll produce that. And then not a single one would go and then it go in the bin. So I ended up making more of a loss than anything else. Um, so whilst it was great during COVID, kept us kept our spirits up a little bit. Um, it wasn't something as soon as we were able to use the website and really do that marketing and do all of the things I suggested that I said we did, you know, mentioned earlier. As soon as we were able to do that, I and focus on the programs and the services as well, which really lead into people buying the products. Um, we then decided it just wasn't worth our while doing doing a, a market at all. That makes sense. I didn't actually think about all these really unique challenges that you have because of how fresh your products are. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that most of them have a couple of days at best. Yeah, so some some will. Yes. Um, Three to four days. Some things have, you know, two weeks, um, but most most are sort of within five days. Um, But a lot of things you can freeze. So, you know, uh, with our products, we always say we give you really good, clear instructions about how to how to use them and how to store them uh, because that that really helps with your experience. So for example, our caveman wraps that we, we make, um, they're dehydrated and they're great to freeze and they're actually individually wrapped. So you actually just stick them in the freezer when you want to take them out, you take one out and they defrost very, very quickly, but they also stay in the fridge for ages and they're really good. So two, three, four weeks are, are absolutely fine. But then something like say our, you know, coconut cookies, or our energy balls because they've got no preservatives in them sort of four to five days um, is probably the maximum Um, but something like our almond milk so we make activated almond milk which has 15% almonds no preservative literally just water salt and almonds and that really is about again two to three days in the fridge but again with something like that we say do you know what freeze it freeze it into little ice cubes and then you can use it as you need to use it so it's just really remembering and going back to when we didn't have accessibility to really to, to food sort of 24 seven and it didn't go off, you know, your bread stays out. It doesn't go off for weeks or your, your apples don't go off for months, you know, something, something strange about that. Something a little bit un, unnerving about things not going off actually <laughs> to me. Um, so it's just getting used to that way of, of living and thinking again. And a lot of people do it and it, it does work. Yeah, thank you. And it sounds like you give so much information as well. The sense I'm getting here is that as well as your products, you're just providing so much information on how to store them, how to use them, how to get the best out of them. Um, And I am certain that's something else your customers are really valuing as well. Because it's clearly, you know, you're not just selling. Pro- I mean, we touched on this, but you're not just selling products. And while we're actually on that, let's talk a little bit about um, some of the, your services, because I think that would, that, that would be nice to mention those as well. No, thank you. Yeah, no, we, so as I said, the services kind of evolved from the food and from uh, whatever I was going through uh, and people connecting with me. Um, So the services that we offer are, are, we do a couple of programs. So we work bespoke um, one-to-one. We offer bespoke one-to-one programs. And really what we do is we take a a scientific approach. So um, I have a team of wonderful experts and professionals that I work with so I have a functional nutritionist I have PTs that I work with I have yoga instructors Pilates instructors and we all work together to and also um, 
a coach as well. So we all kind of work together with our client, depending on what the client's needs are. So if a, some, somebody comes to me and says, you know, I've, I'm finding I'm getting bloated, I can't do this or that or the other, I'll just say, right, what we need to do, let's sit down, go through everything, and actually, okay, perhaps you should get a blood test with a functional nutritionist, and then perhaps if you've got issues with food, maybe you need to talk to a coach, and let's create a program for you. So those are bespoke one-to-one programs. Um, but we also have programs like my Don't Pause Menopause program, where it's a group of women creating a community. I've had 35 women now go through that a very small group. So between five and 10 women. And we literally go through education is key for all of that. All of any program you do with me is all about education. And then we use my products to create and build a kind of new way of thinking and lifestyle choices that really, really have had kind of a hundred percent success rate um, in making people feel so much better. I think the aim for me is optimal health. Doesn't matter what condition you are presenting with. It's how can we get you to live um, in optimal health with whatever you have, you know, going on right now. Um, so all of that feeds into the, the the products because we use those products to help people feel better. That's amazing. Thank you. And I mentioned before we started recording that when I was looking at your website, the overall sense I got is that you do a lot and you offer a lot, but it's all so integrated. And it's a really nice example of products and services supporting each other. So rather than being an add-on, it really feels like yours integrate, that everything's integrated. That was a real clear sense I got when I looked at what you did. Um, And I think maybe reflecting on why that is, I think it does come back again to the education and how passionate you are about educating people and and helping. And you're such an expert in the subjects. I think that's the reason why it all feels like one it feels like one offering with separate elements elements yeah thank if you that yeah. makes sense yeah no it does and that's really how it's kind of evolved and you know I always think to myself it's like a the the, the the website the shop bit of the website almost feels like a little supermarket for anybody who's kind of trying to do things slightly differently but it's also one of those things that if you're looking for let's say if you're looking for a uh, a Thai green curry sauce why would you go for my Thai green curry sauce or if you want chocolate why would you go for my chocolate and not a chocolate that says it does the same thing and I think it it really does boil down to that education so my customers are either people who are really knowledgeable about about the food that they're eating and very particular um, or they're on that scope where they're they're suffering with some kind of um, illness or or whatever it may be condition that's happening and they're actually been forced then to look for alternatives um and then the kind of third sort of customer base is just people who are really who are just uh, curious um you know experimental should i say that was really interesting thank you um so before we finish off i know you have some kids subscription boxes that you're working on at the moment do you want to talk to us about those briefly oh this is uh, exciting so this is where my you know, the, the, the nursery, the bit that I originally started with my original passion in life, uh, looking after children and educating children kind of meets 
mirrors made from scratch so they kind of come together um so our children's boxes our subscription boxes are going to be available later this year they basically come in through the post and we have a different what we're going to do is actually make it a little bit more exciting so we're going to do different foods around the world so you get a map your child gets a map um and every week they'll get or every month they'll get a um food which focuses from a different country uh, and one product from that country so if it was a cacao bean you know they'd get a cacao bean you'd get loads of facts about it you'd also get facts about the country as well so it becomes a real big sort of general knowledge kind of thing where the whole family could get involved too um and you know we're learning about you kind of bringing in all elements bringing in numeracy and literacy and and sort of geography and all sorts of bits as well um, and then you get obviously to create a a, a lovely um snack or a dish whatever it is we decide they, they, t- they tend to be the first um few ones are definitely the things that are easy to make and bake so because i think children do really enjoy that kind of baking thing um so getting all that so you get all the ingredients the dry ingredients and you just have to buy the wet ingredients and recipe cards are there so you can store them and keep them um, and it's really cute because it comes in kind of once a month and you can do it with your children or they can do it themselves it's really up to you well, that sounds great. Thank you. Do you know when they're likely to be launching? Not yet, but later this year, probably about September, um, a little bit later this year, September, October time. OK, thank you. Well, we were, we're going to link to your website in the show notes. So depending on when someone's listening, they might be live or they can um, keep checking back. But yes. we'll link to your socials as well so people can follow you for all of the updates. Thank you. And if any, if you do want to keep updated, actually, I, if you subscribe to our news, it's kind of like newsletter, we usually we don't bombard people with newsletters at all. They're very irregular, but we literally just when when there's something new happening or a free webinar happening or something like that. Um, I'm doing a free webinar, I'm doing two free webinars in March. So just kind of when those happen, um, we, we post something out to you. So if you subscribe, then it's just a lot easier. You get information straight away. Amazing. Thank you. I'm going to do that. Sounds like there's a lot going on. Um, Well, thank you so much for everything you shared. I've got one final question, if that's okay. And that is, what would your number one piece of advice be? And I know it's probably hard to choose, but for someone else looking to start up a product business, particularly perhaps one, you know, that they're making themselves, what would your top piece of advice be? I think um, my top piece of advice is don't be put off by people saying, but that's already been done. (laughs) <laughs> you, it doesn't matter because you're going to do it differently to somebody else so don't 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 go looking out into to your competitors or get overwhelmed by all the people maybe doing the same thing because just focus on your own uniqueness and your own creativity and put that into your product and that will make your product different to somebody else's so don't be put off by however many people are doing things in the marketplace there will always be somebody who will be interested in what you are doing as long as that product is is a piece of you, um, it will work. That's brilliant advice. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed it, please do leave me a review. That really helps other people to find this podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and do tell your friends about it too if you think that they also might enjoy it. You can find me at vickyweinberg.com. There you'll find link to all of my social channels. You'll find lots more information, all of the past podcast episodes and lots of free resources too. So again, that's vickyweinberg.com. Take care, have a good week and see you next time.
If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.